We who are of God have watched the increase in wickedness in the world and in the churches for many decades. We've seen churches fall away from Scripture. Some people describe it as the churches are now watered down in doctrine. What it basically means is they've fallen away from certain scriptures to make the messages more palatable to sinners, thus increasing the number of people who attend their churches and being popular with this world. That is Antichrist in the churches. Paul said, and Paul said Jesus could not return until the falling away came. That's in, stated in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The falling away, churches would fall away from Scripture. We've certainly seen that for many decades. We've seen the wickedness of the world increase. As we watch television, don't we see nakedness exposed more today than we did in the 1950s? Every decade, don't we see it getting worse? Don't we see an increase in wickedness as we watch television shows or as we see commercials? I certainly notice that. The Great Tribulation comes upon the world for the wickedness of man. It judges. This is judgment from God, the Great Tribulation. We see specific things that happen in the Great Tribulation as we view Revelation chapter 8 through 16. I do not see coronavirus in those chapters of Scripture. However, I do see coronavirus in the scripture where Jesus says, he states some certain things and he said these will be the beginning of sorrows. And I think that means prior to the great tribulation, we will see these things. I think coronavirus is a trumpet that signals the time is near. The wickedness certainly signals the time is near, and corruption in churches tells us the time is near. To me, all three of these things fit together. Coronavirus is very interesting in the fact that it covered the entire world, and no man has been able to stop it. This is like things of God. No man can stop earthquakes or volcanoes. No man can stop them. They might be able to tell a day or two before it happens that it's going to happen, but they cannot stop it. When man cannot stop something, that tells me it's of God. I, I believe this coronavirus fits in there. I think it fits in the area of the beginning of sorrows. Jesus spoke of the beginning of sorrows as being one point of the last days. His disciples asked him, when would the end come? And Jesus told them the first thing that would happen is ministers, would, they would come saying, Jesus is Lord, when, uh, and deceive many. 
That's the first thing. Well, we've certainly seen that, where people in congregations as well as ministers say Jesus is Lord, and they deceive many people into thinking they're Christians when they aren't. A real Christian is led by the Spirit of God and follows the Holy Spirit of Jesus. Following Scripture, that's a real Christian. The counterfeit people are the ones who join a church and say Jesus is Lord, but they don't have the Spirit of God. For you must have the Spirit of God, and true believers have the Spirit of God. It's not a matter, it's a matter you're going to have it if you're a true believer. If you are truly called of God and set in the church by God, not by man, but by God, you have the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 1 tells us that. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit if you're put here by God. But if you put yourself in the church because you're following a relative or by your own desire and you go forth and are baptized and do not have the Spirit, you are not of God no matter what you say. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That's Romans chapter 8. So the first thing that Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 24 is that many would come in his name saying, I am Christ, and would deceive many. Many would come saying, He, Jesus, is Christ, and they would deceive many. For when they say that, you will think they are Christians. But without the Spirit of God, they are not Christians. That's the first thing that would happen. Then Jesus tells something else that would happen prior to the Great Tribulation. Matthew 24, verses 6 through 8. Jesus says, You will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. I believe World War II fits in this. There are too many things in World War II that fit Matthew 24. One of the things is children would turn their parents in and cause them to be destroyed. That was one thing. And we certainly saw that in World War II. Neighbor against neighbor, turning in Jewish people to see that they were destroyed by Hitler. We saw things in World War II that were so horrible, no one has forgotten it. I think that is part of this beginning of sorrows that Jesus talks about here. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in divers places. What we are seeing, in my opinion, right now with coronavirus is pestilence. I looked up that word pestilence to see what a regular dictionary says about it, and it fits everything that I'm seeing today in the coronavirus. Pestilence. I think that's what we're seeing. I think the coronavirus is part of this pestilence. And Jesus says, 
All these are the beginning of sorrows. The wars, the famines, the pestilences, the earthquakes are the beginning of sorrows. The Great Tribulation is spelled out for us specifically in Revelation 8 through 16. I'm not going to go over all of that for you today. I might go over the first thing that happened. Um, I will take us through the first four woes that were loosed by God through the angels. Because when you consider these, I think we have to say this is not coronavirus. That's yet to come. I believe coronavirus is the beginning, part of the beginning of sorrows, signaling this thing is coming. Of course, you have to also consider time in the sight of God is not time in the sight of humans. Back in the days of Paul, they were saying Jesus is coming soon. 2,000 years passed. Were they wrong? No, they were not wrong. The thing is, we judge time in the sight of humans. But in the sight of God, one day is as a thousand years. And a thousand years as one day. For time's not the same with God as it is with us. If we look at a day being as a thousand years, it's only been two days since the apostles said Jesus is coming soon. We can't judge time the way God judges time, so we don't know how long it will be, say, between World War II and coronavirus and coronavirus and the earthquakes the great and the Great Tribulation. We don't know how long between these things. Even when the Great Tribulation begins, it will not be just one thing immediately and then the next day another thing. We don't know how long the first thing will last. There is one of the plagues of the Great Tribulation where it's like scorpions biting men, that type of pain and soreness. That's going to last five months. It's spelled out for us in the book of Revelation as lasting five months. So between the first sounding of the first trumpet upon the earth and the first woe and the second woe, we do not know how many months or years might lapse. This could go on for a good length of time. But we do know the sequence of events and what they are. So looking at this for the first woe to see what happened first, Revelation 8 verse 6, And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. The first angel sounded. Now here is going to be the first thing of the great tribulation. The first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of trees was burned up, and all green grass was burnt 
up. We have not seen that happen. That's the first thing that happens in the Great Tribulation. It is caused by God. No man can cause hail to come down from the sky. No man can cause lightning, which would be fire, I assume. Lightning. No man can cause that. These are acts of God brought upon this earth because of the wickedness in both the churches and the world. It's a judgment of God. Coronavirus is a plague, a pestilence, which I think fits in the beginning of sorrow scripture in Matthew 24, along with wars and earthquakes. What else did that say? Famines. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Wars, famines, pestilences, earthquakes. I have no doubt in my mind that famines will also continue throughout the Great Tribulation when certain events take place. For example, the fourth plague that's going to come upon the earth, the fourth woe, I should say, is the changing of time of daylight. We're, we're not going to have the same amount of time. It is going to be lessened, and there will be more darkness upon the earth. Well, let's continue to read about these uh, things that are being loosed in the Great Tribulation. The second thing that happened... The second angel sounded, and it, as it were, a great mountain, burning with fire, was cast into the sea. Now, we can imagine that. If you imagine that volcano in Hawaii sliding off in the sea, or in the Philippines, they've had a very active volcano. If you could imagine it sliding completely off into the sea, or if you could imagine uh, Mount Rainier in Seattle, sliding off into the sea. That's what this is, I think, talking about. And a third part of the sea became blood when that happened. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. The third thing that happens... And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of water. And the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. The fourth angel sounded. Now here's the part where the sun is darkened for a longer length of time. And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten. And the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone, 
not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. Instead of the amount of light we have on the earth today, we will have one-third less light. That will affect growing seasons. And I don't have any idea what else it would affect, but it would be horrible. And there's nothing man can do about this. I had a dream many years ago where the earth slipped on its axis. See, the powers of heaven will be shaken. Eventually, the whole heaven will be on fire and slide away. It says it will be rolled up as a scroll, and the earth will be burned up by fire. All of this is from God, not from man, from God. It's not going to be nuclear war. It's going to be from God. When the destruction comes, it will be God. I take great comfort in that, for God knows what he's doing. Although God is in control even of man concerning wars, look what happened in the 1960s. The nuclear war threat was raging, and all of a sudden, it sort of disappears. We haven't heard of that in a long time. Now we've got a coronavirus, which is from God, I think. I think it's from God. I don't think this is accidental, that it would go all over the world. If it were in just one nation, maybe. It could, might be from man. But in all over the world, this makes no sense, that it could be affecting every nation on earth. So I think it's very significant. I think coronavirus is very significant. After the fourth angel sounded in Revelation chapter 8, verse 13, John says, And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. Things are going to get even worse. There are three more angels to sound, and then there are seven vials of the wrath of God poured out on the earth. All of this is explained for you or is cited in Revelation 8 through 16. We certainly don't know the end of this coronavirus, we don't know how long this thing is going to go on. As it goes on, it is basically destroying the economies of the world. The rise and fall of nations has always interested me. England was the most powerful nation in the world when we reached 1800, 1900. England ruled the world. There was a saying, the sun never sets on the British Empire because they had all these colonies and it, if it was dark in London, it was daylight in India. So the sun never set upon the British Empire. Bit by bit, all of that was removed. They lost their colonies World War II devastated them from the standpoint of the economy. Well, it started with World War I, and then World War II finished the job and left England out of the race for
for the world powers. The United States and the Soviet Union became number one and two, and England followed because their debt was so big because of the wars. Coronavirus hits. It devastates all nations. We know in the United States it's going to have an enormous impact once the virus is actually ended, if it ends. Once the virus is over, what's going to happen to the economy? It's incredible right now what's happening. It is draining the United States, huge trillions of dollars. And this is, this is just a drop in the bucket. They can't keep the people afloat with the money they're printing. And we already have a national debt. So it's got to be serious. It's got to be economically devastating to the United States. I'm sure it is other countries also. But where do the economies go from here? This is going to be a very serious question. I hope you're out of debt. I think it will be so much better for you if you're out of debt. I made a recording in February concerning getting out of debt and staying out of debt, and almost nobody was interested in hearing it. I think today more people will be interested in that subject. It's going to be bad enough for us anyway, but if you are in debt, you have chosen a way of life of the world, not of God. You chose to go in the way of this world. And when the world goes down, if you choose to be aboard, you're going to go down. The way of God is another way. God says the love of money is the root of all evil, which some following after pierce themselves through with many sorrows. So if you're in that category, there might still be hope for you if you turn to God immediately in prayer, begging him to help you to see what adjustments you can make while there's still time. You may have to reduce your housing. You may have to sell your house while you can and move into less expensive housing. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see some of you have to do that. Some of us are ahead of the problem because we have been following God and are not living the way of the world. But those who live the way of the world are going to sink with the ship. They have to. There's just no way around it. I don't know if there's time for you to recover. There might be. There might be if you're willing to get rid of some of the property you've got right now while you can, while you still have any value on the property. You might have to take less money than you paid for it. There, there's an example in the Bible of the wise steward who was confronted by his master and he sold off things at less of a price in order to accumulate for his master. I think that that is something that you need to seriously consider if you have a mortgage and are in debt. 
you may need to change your life completely. This coronavirus certainly gave us an opportunity to review our life, didn't it? To review the way we're living. I doubt that private schools, of sending your children to private schools, will be a big issue in the future if that has been what your goal has been in the past. You're going to have to learn to live below your means even, to learn to be satisfied with food and raiment. As it says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, for everything has to change. We don't know how much time is left, but I think this is a very good signal to make changes or to shore up our life. Make the, tighten the belt a little bit. I've definitely done this. We've done this. Pam and I both have done this. I live with a member of our church group, Pam Paget, and we both have been selling things that we don't need. That's one of the first things I think God showed me to do. So you may need to restructure everything. Maybe it will be the same after coronavirus, but I don't think it will be. It's been kind of amazing because uh, our excess stuff is in sound equipment. There is a website where you can sell excess sound equipment. It's called Audio Gong, and we've done that for years, but we've really focused on getting rid of all the excess sound equipment that we don't need, and it is amazing how fast it has been selling. We sold a piece of equipment the other day to a man in Hong Kong. He paid the postage, he paid the shipping, so we didn't care where he lived, but he's in Hong Kong. It went all the way from the United States to Hong Kong, right in the middle of the period of time where everything in the United States is shut down, except for shipping and uh, uh, groceries. It went to Hong Kong. As fast as we can list it on Audiogong, it's been selling. Now, Audiogong is for high and sound equipment. But you might have to take a similar direction. We don't have any need. Pam and I don't have any need. I've always found prophets live ahead of the situation. We know ahead of time, usually, what's coming. We sense it. God shows it to us. I have been feeling very uncomfortable for about six months and this coronavirus hit. And when it hit, I didn't pay any attention to it until it was serious enough to shut down all sporting events in the United States. Then I paid attention. That thing is serious. March 12th is the date they shut everything down. But we were already in good condition, solid condition. We have a house left to sell in Texas. I... Reduced the price of the house significantly on, um, I believe it was March 30th. Because I think if you're going to sell something, you better do it now. I'm not suggesting we panic. I'm not panicked. I'm just feel, I just feel I'm being led 
by the Spirit of God on these things. I know I was led on the Spirit of God by putting up that extra sound equipment and selling it while we can. I even stopped Pam from what she was doing. I called her in one day and said, Pam, what are you working on right now? And she said she was working on podcasts. And I said, well, we're pretty far ahead on podcasts, aren't we? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, I want you to stop that. I want you to focus on selling sound equipment. I believe this is the way God is leading me to go, that we've got to sell that now while we can. And we've been selling it right and left. Everything we put out there is selling. We've sold several old uh, DVD players. We've sold several amplifiers. We've sold one major processor. Just letting that money accumulate. I do admit that I am hoping to sell all the processors so that we can replace it with a 4K processor and just have one processor. But we'll see as the time goes by what the money is for, but I think that's what, what I'm aiming toward in my life. Now you, if you have big mortgages, you've got another thing to focus on. What are you going to do? How are you going to pay those mortgages where both the husband and wife have been working and it takes both of your salaries to pay your mortgage? Do you think the thing is going to straighten up after this uh, coronavirus blockade is released? Do you think you're going to have those high-paying jobs? And what about other people? When are you going to have time to sell this property? When is the time? Is it now? It might be. I, I'm not suggesting you rush into it without prayer, but I am suggesting you seriously consider all of these debts, wherever your debt is, that you consider how to rid yourself of this debt. There might be time if God is leading you. You can turn to him in prayer and see what happens. But I don't think things are going to go back the way they were before coronavirus. I'm, grand, I'm going to tell you I could be wrong, but that is my impression. I don't think we're going to see the same kind of life that was in the United States before coronavirus, and I'll speak to you all over the world and say, I don't think you'll see the same kind of life you had before. Although I suspect some people are out of debt and in, in better shape than others who would hear this podcast. And why is all this happening? We're at the threshold of judgment. Judgment had to come for the wickedness. Why did judgment come upon Sodom? There were homosexuals in every quarter of Sodom when the angels came in to destroy Sodom, when God had enough of it. When the cup of the Gentiles is filled, judgment comes. The Gentiles being the sign that the wickedness has filled its cup. Then when God gets enough of it, he will judge it. And what is the wickedness? Well, since birth control, so many people just openly have sex with each other without being married. 
they think nothing of it. They can't have, they think they can control the birth of children. So it doesn't matter to them. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. So if you're going to go in debt, you're going to reap the corruption of the debt, which is, I think, right now. There might be a way to turn it. Pray. I quoted, by the way, Galatians chapter 6. Here is a statement made by the Apostle Paul concerning the end times. 2 Timothy chapter 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. What's going to happen with the crime rate as we go along? See, we're not hearing anything about that on the news. They're focusing on this coronavirus, and I'm wondering what's happening in New York City in the areas where people who have less are trying to exist. What's happening with the crime rate? What's it like today? We're not hearing a word about the crime rate. I have not heard one thing about the crime rate. Well, I would think you would see an explosion in crime rate. This know also that in the last days perilous times will come. Well, I think we have entered perilous times with coronavirus. When you close down all the businesses, except for what they're calling essential businesses, one thing we kind of laughed about is the guy that, sent, uh, that Pam has done business with on sound equipment, he sent out a notice recently that he's open because he's considered an essential business. And I said, well, sound equipment is essential business to me. You wouldn't think about sound equipment being one of the essential businesses in the world. But what he's done to keep his business open is he has attached that he can help you with your internet. If your internet goes down, he can come and get it going up again. And internet is considered an essential. So he keeps his sound equipment business open through internet through working on internet or being available to work on networking. I believe we've entered perilous times for sure. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Is he talking about the world or the church? I think the next uh, verse tells us he's talking about in the church this is going to happen. Because Paul says they have a form of godliness. But denying the power thereof for us to turn away from them. They call themselves a Christian. They have a form of godliness, 
but they deny the power of the scriptures to rule over them. Paul says, from such turn away. That's verse 5 of First Timothy chapter 6. He says, for of this sort are they that creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Oh, I've seen that so much in the church world. They just run from one preacher to another, ever learning, but they have absolutely no sense when it comes to wisdom from God. I believe these perilous times were going to come in the church and in the world, not just in the world. Paul says in verse 13, Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. No need to be afraid of this. If you pray and you are following God, he will give you wisdom, and you will see before it hits. If you're following God, if you're following a church, that may not happen. But if you're following God, it will. There is a big difference between following a church and following God. If you're following a church, you're probably saying, Oh, God will take care of me. Nothing will happen. If you're following God, that means following the Spirit of God. You may be a little nervous over something, and it could be the Spirit of God nipping at your heels like a dog, a sheepdog, nips at the heels of the sheep. When God, when God wants you to move from one pasture to another, that may be you may have a sheepdog after you. Now is the time to make decisions. Now is the time while you can do it. And you make them through God, through turning to prayer, and through evaluation. Now, I've made many recordings on this subject of following God by His Spirit. I suggest you look at some of those recordings. Second Peter chapter 3 But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering, to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the element shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. You may say, well, if, the, if it's all going to be burned up, why shouldn't I just stay in debt? Because you are going to have decades, perhaps, between now and then, when the Great Tribulation comes. And when the Great Tribulation comes, if you're left on the earth, you certainly don't want to be in debt. I don't want to be in debt now. I, don't, I didn't want to be in debt 40 years ago. But if you're greedy enough to want to take advantage by being in debt, you're already destroyed. 
Verse 11, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. You may say, how can I be in peace with all this that's going on? Number one, anything that troubles you, Pray over it. Settle it with God through prayer. Make out a list of all the things you are concerned about. Take them one by one to God in prayer. Let him settle you. It's only after that you get settled over the thing that you're likely to hear what to do about the current situation in your life. Without spot and blameless, well, you can't be living the way the world lives and be without spot and blameless. You can't be taking advantage of the things of this world by charging them and living that way. That's the way the world lives. You're not going to be able to do that. Secondly, you can't get out there in those churches and worship idols, calling your ministers reverend. No place in the Bible did a, was a man called reverend. Holy and reverend is God's name. That's the only scripture in the Bible referring to the word reverend. If your church is calling your pastor reverend, you shouldn't be there. This is ridiculous. This is putting that man up as an idol in the eyes of the church. It's wrong. So you're not going to be without spot and blameless if you're out there worshiping idols in the churches. The idols are the things set up by men. Crossing yourself, calling water holy. There's no such thing as holy water. Following those awful wicked churches. You can't be in peace without spot and blameless while you're doing that. Second John chapter 3. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full Reward from God. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, which is in the Holy Bible, the New Testament, if you don't abide in the doctrine in the New Testament and you follow a church off into evil doctrines, you don't have God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son, if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. I just can't imagine how many people have said to me, have a good day. What if I was going out to commit fornication? They become a part of my fornication. You can't say that to a person, have a good day. You become a partaker of his evil deeds if he's doing evil 
and most people are doing evil. For Jesus said few would find the way of life. Many would go in the way of destruction. Few would find the way of life. That is Matthew chapter 7, probably verse 13, 14. I really believe now is the time for action. I think you should be praying, God, which way should I go? I think you should be working to get yourself out of debt to get your life in a more manageable direction on this earth while there is time. I think now is the time. I can recommend that you go back and listen to some of the previous recordings I've made on podcast, for it talks about following God, following the Spirit of God, how to know the will of God. All of those things have been recorded for you. Concerning today's broadcast, all the scriptures are in writing. If you will go to our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations, on the right-hand side of the home page, click on Podcast. It'll bring up all the recordings that I've made so far. It will also bring up today's broadcast, which you can listen to again if you need to. But you will have every scripture on today's podcast by clicking on today's podcast. Is coronavirus the beginning of sorrows? Once again, the blog name is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. This is Joan Boney speaking. I am speaking to you as a prophet of God in the office of a prophet. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you today.